What are you listening to? You're listening to the Get to Know Podcast. What's happening guys, this is Liam and you're locked into the Get To Know Podcast. If you're listening right now, big up yourself, I appreciate you. Shout out to the first and last time listeners. Shout out to the following on social media. And also big up to the international listeners. I checked the stats and uh, yeah, man's global out here. <laughs> Japan, Canada, America, uh, Romania, Paraguay, and more. So shout out to you, man. Also want to give a shout out to all the guests that have been on so far. Obviously, when it's a, a new platform and people don't know what to expect, you know, I, I can understand a sort of apprehension. So a special shout out to those people, especially the people that I didn't know personally. Uh, but agreed to come on speaking of guests you should check out the video to Iman Lake's uh, latest single for the birds yeah single's been out for a while but the video's just dropped and that is sick man honestly but yeah man on to today's guest his latest single was retweeted onto my timeline and I checked out the song and I, I liked his vibe and I thought I need to get this guy on man so um, yeah, I reached out and funnily enough, after I reached out to him, he, he was like, oh, I was just listening to the episode with him on. Shout outs for that. But yeah, man, proper sound guy. He, it was really easy to get, you know, the episode scheduled and recorded and it was really good vibes. I properly enjoyed this one. So this is Duale, okay? Alright, so it's the Get To Know podcast and I am joined by Duale Oke. How you doing, bro? I'm good, I'm good. Thanks for having me here, man. Mate, thanks for coming on, man. Like, I'm really looking forward to this. Ever since I've seen you first appear on the timeline, I knew I had to get you on, so big love for coming on. No, appreciate that, appreciate that, bro. Respect, man. So, uh, new year, new lockdown. How's it been for you so far? Yeah, you know what? The, it's... I feel like after the first one, I'm kind of a bit more adjusted to this one. Like, uh, like that first month of the um, of the last lockdown, I felt like that was like I was like a unique time in history. Whereas now, like, we kind of already did that. I already know what the vibe is. Like, um, and like creatively, I feel like I was very productive in the last one. Um, not as much so in this this time around, but I'm trying to get back into the swing of it. It's still quite new and fresh like we've only been in it in about I thought, two week two weeks so yeah. yeah i'm trying to get back into the into the groove of things but yeah it's it's forced me to kind of be like what excuse is there it's, you know what i mean like outside there's no social there's no you might as well just write you might as well just make music so it's been it's been a, a mixed process for me so yeah. how about yourself bro like yeah man to be honest i find it all right man i yeah i'm pretty chilled really pretty laid back um you know the only thing i'm really missing is gym to be honest but other than that that, that yeah. part that part yeah, yeah yeah 
Or for me, it was for me, it was football. Football. Oh yeah, when when there's no Premier League on. Yeah, that was sagging. I was pissed, and even just kicking ball, like even if it's just like five a side, whatever. I do like futsal, like indoor football. Oh, I swear. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. So I just need that. You know, you just have that release. Like, yeah, I need that. Like, but other than that, man, I've been good. Like, we we're alive, we're well, we're healthy. You know, what I'm saying, alhamdulillah, like, I'm like I'm alright, man. Good man. Uh, so why do you think you haven't been as creative in this lockdown compared to the first? Um. I feel like, because they kind of prepped us like, oh, um, I didn't expect it to be like a, like another long national lockdown. I thought maybe, you know, we're, we're going for a bit, come out. So it's been too stop and starty for me, I feel like. Whereas the last lockdown, we were just in it for like a while. So by then, I feel like me, I'm a kind of person that needs routine. Like if I get into a good routine, because I'm a bit dysfunctional as a human being. Like, I'm all over the place. Once I get into a nice routine where I can be dysfunctional in a in an organized way, I feel like that's when I'm the most creative. Whereas now it's kind of been like, oh yeah, we'll let you out. Oh, we'll put you back in. Oh, we'll let you out. We'll put you back in. So I think maybe by the time we get to February, I'll be able to get back into my groove of, yeah, where it's like, I'm just going to be making music and just doing, and if it's not music, then it'll be like creative direction stuff, directing, like other, other, other means to be creative. But yeah, I think that's just it. It's just too stop and starty. Like me, I'm, I'm the kind of guy, when it comes to football, I don't like half time. 90 minutes all the way through, you know? What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sick. All right, bro. So, we're going to go into the quick fire round. So, I'm going to give you a series of questions um, with two options, and you just give me the option that you prefer. All right. Cool. First one English or maths? Uh, English. Should have known. Go with it straight. Yeah, yeah. Messi or Ronaldo? I'm going to go Ronaldo, I'm a Man United fan, so. You know, watch them, watch them grow up. I hear that. Films or TV series? Uh, films, definitely. Xbox or PlayStation? Uh, PlayStation. Cats or dogs? Cat. Apple or Android? Uh, Apple. Nike or Adidas? Uh, Nike. Kanye West or Jay-Z? Uh, I'll go Kanye. Biggie or Tupac? Uh, Tupac. Spider-Man or Batman? Spider-Man. Batman's a billionaire. Don't give, don't give peace to the people. <laughs> Instagram or Twitter? Uh, Twitter. Winter or summer? Summer. Nice. New one. Uh, what is your favourite holiday destination? Um, it's not, a, like, it's, I'll say, it's just Toronto, Toronto, I'll be honest. That's my favourite place. That's the place I've gone to the most out of all the places. So I'd say that's my favourite. Uh, how many times have you been there? Maybe like five. Okay. Five now. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So it's the place I go back to the most, I'd say. Sick. All right, man. So to get into things, I know that you were born in Holland and you moved to the UK age seven. So can you talk to me a little bit about growing up and what it was like moving to a new country at such a young age? Yeah, it was it was I felt like it was a bit odd because, you know, when you move to another country, you like, like in ends, we call it like, oh, you're fresh. Like you, you have your fresh phase. I had it really, really early. So I, obviously I got to pick up the language really, really quickly. Um, 
but it was it was weird i'm not gonna lie to you like adjusting like straight away like um but in terms of uh culturally like obviously Netherlands is a european country it's not too much different it's not like i came from like um like another continent like africa or asia or something like that so it was all right um and because like i said like i got to adjust really young by the time i got to maybe like 10 11 12 like yeah i'm already assimilated in 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 london culture and and what what's going on over here and so did you move straight to newham from holland um no first place i moved to actually was north london um was like Turnpike Lane, like around them sides, um, and my my grandma lived there, um, and so she. When we moved to uh, the UK, London, like my grandma was already living here, um, all her kids were already living here, so it was we already, that was like the family that we'd go and visit. It was like North London, so my early memories of London is like Turnpike Lane, Tottenham, is so I got a lot of love for North London just for that, just for that. But by the area that I grew up in, after that was pretty much new i came here maybe age nine and then i've stayed here ever since so yeah and every house that i moved to growing up is in now that i'm looking back is in like a one mile radius because you know like it's in newham newham is not that big when you when you're a little kid it feels big but looking back i'm like oh right only i lived here here and here that's very close so yeah um from from north london i moved to east specifically Newham and yeah that's pretty much where I grew up Cannon Town in Newham okay so uh, what was it like growing up there because I lived in Stratford from tw- uh, 2015 to 2018 but people would say you know Stratford wasn't always like this so what was it what was your experience of it okay yeah no it was a lot even Cannon Town now it's like they've fixed it up a lot like to the point where it's kind of similar to like Stratford International like where it's a bit gentrified whereas when I was growing up specifically when I first came like secondary school it was like a really really rough area like Newham in general but Cannon Town Custom House um, specifically was really really rough there was a lot of knife, knife crime gangs it was like yeah like I remember the first day we moved into this house in Cannon Town like um just we put bikes in the back thinking it's a garden of course you put the bikes in the back the same day the bikes were gone so that that, that just just to give you kind of like a uh we're like okay this place is different different this is another i'll give you another uh random anecdote yeah it was we moved into our first house in newham we turned on the tv and our corner shop was on crime watch and we're like <laughs> wow like is this where we moved is this where we've come to do you know what i mean so um but for me it was it was a sick sick experience growing up i can't lie like um like i said to you i played football um so we had a local cage uh in Kennington mayflower cage so everybody in the whole area would would link up would all play football there so you pretty much knew like the people that were on gang shit you knew them the people that were on, were going uni or whatever like you knew that everybody kind of uh, assimilated and was like friends if not were like um associates do you know what i'm saying so it'd be like you'd be walking through ends you'd be like who's that oh hey, that's the wally oh yeah what are you saying do you know what i mean so it was really like i feel like football if there was no football it would be really really st- sticky for a lot of people i'd say but um yeah for me that was that was probably my my most cherished moments growing up with that cage and how it brought everyone together so yeah I, no complaints i'm alive you know i'm not in jail so yeah <laughs> It was it was a good experience growing up still. Nice. So, uh, how did you discover your passion for writing? Um, I 
you know what actually like as young as i can say maybe i want to say like eight eight years old like i used to write like in you know like the exercise books like from school like i'd either take them or ask my mom to buy them and then i just write like stories i rewrite like let's say spider-man for example i'd make like spider-man in east london version like and i'll write like a story like that or i'd like my favorite games or whatever it was usually rewriting instead of doing original stories i'd rewrite like things that i like and i'd add, add new characters like i'd add me in the story or something like that so um that was from as young as eight and then that just carried on up until secondary school like i love creative writing um even up until uni when i went to uni i did creative english and creative writing at uni um so i just always just been a writer like i just i still that's even outside of music like writing and like even if it's being an author that's something i want to um follow through with yeah so just in general i just even when it comes to music songwriting specifically is that's like my passion outside of just everything else um so yeah that's where it came from is them exercise books and them story writing days sick so I know like growing up, even before you started taking music seriously, I know that you were inspired by the likes of Kanye West, Odd Future and Pharrell, which is, which is, which is funny because I was listening to, um, I was listening to your music and then I was thinking like, who does this guy remind me of? Like, who, who am I thinking? And then I thought, I'm getting Odd Future vibes, but am I tripping? And then like, Honestly, a couple of minutes after thinking that, I read the article that you said where you said that you were influenced by Odd Future, and I was like, "Ah, oh, okay, I'm not tripping." <laughs> but um, no, no, definitely not, definitely not. Yeah, man. So, like, talk to me about what drew you to those artists and how they've influenced you. Um, uh, I'd say like even growing up, like the artists that I kind of gravitated towards were like the more obscure, like a bit left field, like um, because uh, how I'd consume music like a young age obviously it was like tv like mtv bass all that stuff and then um the, the music videos that used to catch my eye were always the ones where like outcast under three thousand i was like oh he's so sick he's so wavy or like pharrell and neptunes or like even kanye west like how he dressed how he like his image was just a little bit different um and then eventually like as i got into like my teens and like started going online and blogs and 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 um and finding my own artists outside of tv i'd look for like artists like odd future kendrick like uh kid cuddy anybody that i felt like kind of spoke to me in that way in that regard um and bear in mind as well this is like all in a period where like uk music is like heavy grime it's um I'm from East London as well, so it's heavy, like, I'm hearing it everywhere. But me, I was looking for something, like, a little bit different. I don't know what it was, but, um, and those artists, specifically, uh, Under 3000 from Outkast, Kanye West, uh, Pharrell, and Lupe Fiasco, I felt like, were, like, the main ones that opened my eyes. And after that, once I found the internet, it was just, I just went down a rabbit hole and found all these sick artists. And, yeah, definitely Odd Future, definitely Kid Cudi, definitely Kendrick. Yeah, you, the list is long. But after that, after the doors opened, yeah, they never closed. Mm. Bro, Odd Future, well, I remember when I first discovered them, I was just like, yo, this is sick. Like, the whole vibe is something that I'd never really experienced before, something I'd never really seen. It's like, yeah, it was just something different, man. I loved it, man. Yeah, no, same, same. It was definitely um, a breath of fresh air, I can't lie. Like, 
and the fact that even after that like it gave us Tyler it gave us Earl it gave us the internet like the you know what I mean yeah the internet outside of World Future Now are like huge so yes it was it was a nice time it was definitely a nice time in music so um yeah man like that's that's I felt like what I gravitate towards sonically um artistically it's just a bit left field like just something like here's the middle like I just want to be like just push towards a little bit towards the obscure so um yeah and do something that's never been done before like I like when people hear it hear my shit and they're like oh who does this guy remind me of like it's kind of like ooh. so yeah no I appreciate that 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 you, you felt like that too so yeah of course man who would you say is your favorite artist from odd future um i'd i'd probably say i'd say i'm gonna go with Earl. but Earl is for me is it's not every album is i love like some of it's too dark for me like doris i loved when he put out doris that was my that's still one of my favorite albums ever um but then when he put out what's the one um something don't talk shit don't go outside i said hey this one's too dark for me like so it varies like but then again i'd say my it could be like it could be the internet it could be sid the kid like she what she's done with the internet is sick like every album they put out pretty much i've fucked with so actually you know it might be sid i won't even lie about future and now looking back yeah i'll go with sid and uh, what would you say is your favorite kanye west album uh late registration easily that's that's my shit that one just mm. speaks to me like you got the strings all over it like production wise it's sick um the features i love the features on it and it's just like Kanye west before he became like mega mega superstar but he wasn't under underdog yet it was like right in the middle and then after the album obviously nothing was the same because then he just went on to be like huge 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 but um yeah i just love all the album cuts on the album i love so that's that's my favorite Kanye west album and to me it's probably the best but i'd probably say my beautiful doctors did fantasy is probably up there as number one and late registration number two mm. as best but my favorite is late registration yeah yeah first and i remember that same uh, interview that i was reading so you said that people would at school asking about the new gigs and they'll be talking about that but you'd be like yo have you heard that new frank ocean mixtape yeah 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 uh, is you referring to uh nostalgia ultra yes 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 that one when i heard that i was like i need to put i need to tell everybody and their mom and their dad and their uncle their nephew like i was like have you heard this have you heard this and that was pretty much me it's like school day sixth form i was just like even now to this day actually really is i'm that guy that like if i hear something i'd pass it on to the point where then eventually people would just be like yo hey duale like hey, bring me in with something or oh what do you think about this person what do you think about that person Spe- specifically in secondary school because there wasn't really like people i feel like people are a bit more lazy in terms of looking for new music the older you get the more you kind of want to expand your horizons whereas back then it'd be like yo you bring me in like I'm, I'm lazy to go and find something you bring me in like what's sick so and I used to like that actually so I'm specifically when Nostalgia Ultra came out and then I was like yo like guys like I'm telling you this one here this is the mixtape go check this one out so and yeah that one has had a big big impact on me like songwriting wise there's no one that's probably influenced me more than Frank Ocean I'd say yeah bro honestly that is definitely one of my favorite mixtapes ever like i remember because swim good was like i remember that was coming on the radio beforehand and then i ended up checking out the whole tape and i remember it was the summer before i went to uni and no like i listened to that tape every day 
every day, bro. I just, oh, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, it still rings off to this day. To this day. To this day. To this day. Yeah, yeah. In it, man. Like I remember, I, I, was, I was looking for it because it's not on uh, Apple Music or Spotify. But I remember I was on my Sonos and like I, I, I went on to SoundCloud and like I found all the tracks. So I remember adding it specifically to my Sonos just so I could listen to it whenever, man. Like legendary mixtape, that is. A hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah. So, and actually, you, you're, you're making me want to go listen to it after this, still. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like I said, he's probably definitely somebody that's influenced me heavy, heavy. And my favorite album, one of my favorite albums of all time, is Channel Orange. Same. Like Nostalgia Ultra is a sick mixtape. I fuck with it, but Channel Orange is probably my favorite album ever, ever. So yeah. Yeah, I love that. Those two go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. So I know that you started like, taking music seriously after you did uh, a project, um, sorry, your creative project at uni, A Long Walk to the Corner Shop. So uh, talk to me about that experience and, and then how that led into you, you know, taking the music seriously, because I know it got quite a good reception, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so in uni, because I did English Lit and Creative Writing, instead of a dissertation for my final year i got to do like a creative writing project so it can be whatever you want it can be a screenplay it can be a um uh, it can be an actual play it can be it can be music it can be whatever um so i i decided to do at the time i was doing uh, like spoken word i decided to do an, a spoken word album like over music and one of my friends helped me produce it um and then uh once i showed it to the lady that was like the head of my um course um, she was and she was the my mentor for the for the project when I played it to her she was like this is like the best shit ever like she was so mind blown and to me it was I was a bit kind of like she's like an academic lady I don't know if she's gonna get it like that like so I played it to her and she's like yo this is amazing like you're just an amazing writer like she was proper hailing me as this as this guy like that people should study I said what like me and she's like yeah yeah you I want you to carry on as soon as you finish uni you need to carry on so then I uploaded it on SoundCloud. I was like, it's just some random white lady. Maybe she's just gassing me. Like, but she ended up giving me a first for it, really. So she was she was actually passionate about it. So I uploaded it onto SoundCloud. Um, and this one, SoundCloud was actually like you it was a thing, like everybody's proper, proper using SoundCloud. So I uploaded it on SoundCloud now, and people like were digging it, like they were they really liked it, they were hitting me up about it. I end up, I don't know why, but this is just you know how creatives are. I just end up taking it down, like maybe after a while. And then people were like, yo, like, I used to listen to that thing. Like, why'd you take it down? And I said, rah, like, people are, were feeling it like that. And they're like, yeah. 
so anyway, fast forward now, I was like, cool, if I'm going to go into it, because it's already kind of like the bridge between spoken word and music anyway, like, um, so I was like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to put out music, I'd rather be like, it just, let me just go full forward, like artistically, let me just try and be as, um, forward thinking, let me try and push around with my songwriting, with my, with everything. Um, so then, um, I just started like, just writing just coming up with ideas different things and i just i sat on a bunch of music and just first song that i end up putting out as an artist artist was a song called famous and it's a song that got no chorus it got it doesn't even got really got a chorus there's no hook no structure it's just kind of like and it's four minutes like what what could go wrong so it was just and it was very experimental and i put it out and then people really really liked it as well on soundcloud it did really well um and then i was like okay cool hey we're here now like i'm going to transition into this like let me go with this and then yeah so that's kind of where my transition into an artist into a music artist uh how it happened but it was if that song famous i feel like was the perfect transition because it was it was just kind of like yeah it is what it is i'm gonna go i'm gonna do this now and then it it turned out it turned out really I, it's still one of my favorite songs it turned out really nice yeah no, you need to slow down, you need to leave For you get your soul back, you can never leave For falling down my timeline, I like to pre uh, Party every week, yeah, baby go to sleep Well, you moving mad still, you need to chill Caught up in the lifestyle, popping all those pills Ooh, you took the blue one, you don't know what's real uh, do you like D'Angelo and tell me how it feel? Now who your man, he ain't dissing How you moving nameless And how you doing stainless And now you moving famous And baby girl, she tameless To the bull, she painless Spending other people money like Niggas ain't shit Now how you do them like that And why you moving like that And why you never show them love And why you treat them like cap Okay, you famous now I mean you aimless now Bang bang, you shoot them down. Yeah, yeah, lay them down. Okay, what you should do is you get lifted now, and we gon' slow this down. Yeah, yeah, bang the sound. Uh, Said she wanna be famous, so I let her be famous, and I might entertain it. Uh, if we use imagination, okay, baby, get information. Yeah, uh, let me get behind the camera. Yeah, let me do you like a movie party soon with a stamp. Now, who your man? He ain't this. And how she moving ain't this. She used to fuck with this strict. But now she heard they racist. And now she going overseas. She going. Oh, you've released Famous. Um, why, why, did you re why did you remove um, either the spoken word project from SoundCloud? I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even tell. I was just young and I don't know, just like, you know how creatives be sometimes. We're just like, oh, no, like nobody will fuck with this. Bloop. And then everybody apparently did. So, yeah, I got that one wrong. But yeah, that's just in general. I feel like sometimes you just kind of have a um, a wave of self-doubt. And then them, because it was still early on, them times I didn't know how to deal with it. Whereas now it's kind of like you just ride them and then on Wednesday, I'll be feeling myself again. Like, it's like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, when you, you know, got this good reception, you thought, all right, let me, let me actually release something new. 
Did you feel like there was, um, you kind of had to release something quickly whilst you still had a bit of a buzz or were you actually prepared to take your time when it came to the next release? No way. I did not. And that's what I liked about like younger me. I did not give a fuck. I was just like, what? Let me take my time. Like even the gap between me releasing Famous and me, the spoken word album was maybe like two years, two years in a bit. So I wasn't in a rush at all. I was like, okay, I just want to find myself sonically as well. And on top of that, spoken word and, and being a rapper is completely different. Do you know what I mean? Or even spoken word and songwriting is completely different. So I thought, okay, I want to study. I want to be good at this. Like, let me, let me, let me practice. Let me learn. Let me learn cadence. Like just, I just was just a bit of a student just for those two years, which was quite nice. So by the time Famous came out, people were like, oh, I didn't, you don't sound like you just started doing music. Like people still don't believe me when I tell them, but yeah, it was just because in those two years, I was like, I didn't rush. I wasn't, I didn't feel, I didn't feel the need to kind of be like, let me put something out so people will forget me. And I just kind of carried on, which is good. And I'm kind of getting back into that swing of things now, which is like, yo, relax. There's, there's no rush. Like just, just try to just work on making the best um, music uh, that you can. And that's it. So when you released Famous or when you were making it, did you feel like there was a difference in mentality? Because the poetry album, that was for uni, that was something that you were going to be graded on. Whereas, you know, after that, you're making music because it's just something that you want to do. So was there any difference in mentality? No, and that's what's even sicker again, because even though this was for uni, it was like being graded. It was like going into like... Um, being graded by white academics specifically as well that haven't really come from where I've come from and, and the environment that I've come from. Um, even back then, I was just like, I'm just going to make this. I'm going to express myself. I want to say what I want to say. I want to say. It was, I, I wasn't speaking to them, like if that makes sense. I was speaking to the people that were like me and that looked like me. So even back then, I was now that, now that we're looking back, speaking about this in retrospect, yeah, I was very fearless, I'd say, very fearless. And um, I still am, but even more so back then because you just have that naivety of being young um so plus fearlessness which is just makes for even more um so yeah i don't i I don't think i did i was just kind of like i just went into it with just like i want to say what i want to say and yeah so and then when famous came around it was the same thing even with structure i was like i want to say what i want to say and anytime whenever i feel like kind of like that self-doubt or what should i put out next even right now i'm deciding between which single i should go with I always go back into that gut feeling of that fearlessness of just kind of like, fuck it, man, I want to say this, so I'm saying this. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. And Signs and Famous, even though Signs is my latest song and Famous is my first song, there's so much similarities between them because it's just kind of like, Signs is just like, fuck it, I want to do this. And Famous was that. It's that same feeling. So yeah, the fact that I still have that, I'm really, really proud of. So yeah. And that's a that's a good question because it actually I never thought of it until now. Yeah. Sick. So um, I read that you mum is very supportive of your music, but you did come from a strict religious African household. So did you feel any sort of way about telling your parents, you know, that you wanted to pursue music? Uh yeah, no, it was just kind of like, I just did it, like to be honest. And then um it like it come up in conversations here and there. And at the beginning it was kind of like, yeah, like oh, Hobby, you know what I'm saying? That's your hobby, like, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, yeah. But then I think after a while, the older you get, this is just to anybody that's listening, the older you get, as long as you kind of like, you're responsible, for me personally, like from, from my family-wise, as long as your responsibilities are taken care of, like you, um, 
you do what you need to do as like as a man i feel like everything else what i do with my time how i express myself and etc is is that's just that's up to me do you know what i mean like i want to do something i don't think anybody can take that away from me anybody can stop me from doing that um and as long as like you know you know i'm 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 giving my money like i'm contributing i'm taking care of people i'm helping out where i can help out i feel like it's just kind of like yeah you know he's earned that right to go and do what he needs to do or do what he wants to do so i think it's got to that if it was younger days i feel like younger days when i was younger it was a bit more daunting and a bit more scarier kind of like because again i feel like it's more less of family more like religious kind of um connotations and things like that and i'm like oh like uh is that put a limit on how i can express myself etc but yeah now the older you get you kind of learn how to um balance and deal with things so now it's a bit more chill like like i said is as long as i'm a grown man like as long as i i'm taking care of what i need to take care of everything else is it just kind of falls into place so uh, i know you said initially that you would take you know quite a while to write a song maybe like up to a month but then you were able to get that down like after releasing famous or what happened so that meant you were able to become much quicker at writing songs to the point where you could write a, a song in one session um i one one of the main main things that changed that was i stopped writing like physically and then i just started writing um as in like i, I like i'll do line in my head next line kind of like kind of like what uh, jay-z does like you know how he does like uh, he don't write but he'll just think it think it think next line so at the beginning i used to think oh my god when i was younger like this just sounds so amazing he's not even writing in his head when really i'll be honest with you is uh, now where I'm at, I find it more difficult to actually write than um, the other way around because uh, the reason why it's quicker is if I'm writing physically, let's say I don't like that line anymore, I would have to cross it out physically and replace it with another line. Whereas, and that crossing out used to kind of, uh, used to a bit knock me sometimes. It'd be like, oh yeah, I'm crossing out because it's whack. When really I'm crossing out because this one's better. Do you know what I mean? So whereas when I started doing it, like, let's say I'm writing a four bar, Okay, I got the first two bars. That's hard. Uh, I got the next bar. That's that's sick. Oh, I don't like that bar anymore. I can just edit out in my head much easier. So, you know what I mean? It's more seamless. Whereas before, when I'm writing, it's just kind of like oh, I don't like how that goes there. Or if I even want to edit just one word or how I say this word, it's easier to do that. Picture that in my head. And I'm a very visual learner anyway, like in school and stuff like that. So when I'm writing things, I can see it in my head. When I'm memorizing phone numbers. When I'm memorizing anything like I have to picture it in my head in like a detailed way so now even a lot of the music songs that are out the songs that I put out when I do shows I've a lot of them I've never wrote down physically so it's just from the back of my head so and I have a terrible memory by the way so it's, it's this doesn't this doesn't say a lot of my memory it just means how my brain works creatively on what I prefer to write different people write in different ways for me this is just the fastest way that i could do it so it just it cut out that crossing out crossing out which was was killing a lot of time because then i'll be like ah maybe the whole idea is rubbish when really sometimes it's just that one word needs changing or that one way the way you say that word needs changing and once i realized that it just made everything way more faster so yeah i'd say that my writing style changed and yeah so uh, in 2019, you released your EP, OK's Odyssey, which I really rated, by the way. So big at yourself for that. Love for that, man. So uh, my favourite track was between Highlight and Come Alive, but I'm also a big fan of Demon Cycle. OK. Now, I know you said in an interview that your favourite track does change. So what would you say your favourite track is right now? Um, 
it would be OK's theme or and Demon Psycho, I'd say. But then Come Alive can be up there. I've, to be honest, ah, shit, I'm just here again. It could be anyone. But I'd say, no, no, no. If I'm going to be give you a definitive answer, I'd probably say OK's theme because that one is just one I just love performing. Yeah. yeah. When I had my headline show in the end of 2019, so November, and when I performed it there, I think it was the first song I came out to, that was a sick. People knew the words. It's easy. It's an easy sing along. Like it's it's almost made for shows, and yeah, it's just like my kind of like my theme song. It makes me feel confident. It's what it does for me personally is sick. But then the reason why I say Demon Cycle is just from what it does for other people. I feel like it's sick. I love that for how people responded to it and how people took it in. Yeah. But from a personal standpoint, I got OK Steam. But for just um, what it done for people listening, I'd say Demon Cycle. this story about how you how that song came about when you you wrapped that motive and then you kind of got the hook in your head yeah, and then yeah. you, you was just kind of itching to go home once you'd thought of it because you wanted to go and finish the song that was sick man yeah yeah now rest in peace to ace hotel because it was ace hotel that was the motive um in shoreditch where i was like i need to go home finish this off so yeah they closed it down now because of covid so oh, man. Just have to, yeah man so uh is that Often how ideas come to you? Can you just be out somewhere and you'll just get the idea? Or are you, just a lot of the time, is it you kind of actually having a writing session and trying to think of the ideas? Uh, again, I think it varies sometimes. So sometimes I could have an idea that I started at home, then when I'm on my, on, out and about, it will build. Like sometimes I could have headphones in, I just listen to the instrument on the train and it will build from there. Sometimes it sparks outside, like that demon cycle one, it sparked outside and I was like, okay, cool. If I can bottle this and get home and finish it off, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna finish this ASAP. Um, so it varies. Sometimes I start it and then it builds outside. Sometimes it starts outside and then I build it back, um, back at home. But the one I prefer the most is probably that one, like the Demon Cycle scenario where something just comes to me and it hits me and I can't explain it. It's like, 
I just need to go home and I need to just get this out. So yeah, though I, I prefer it that way. But sometimes, like today, straight after uh, we finish, we finish recording this. Like I'm, I want to do some writing. But sometimes when you just sit and write, like it doesn't come to you, and that's okay. Like I'll just, I'll find other ways to 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 get out. So what might that be? Uh, I love like just kind of like uh, like mumble freestyle, like as in like I'll just listen to something and I'll just I'll just mumble my whole way through it until I find melodies. Like let's say if I can't find the words, I'll find the melodies, which is that's a whole another side. Like words, writing words and writing melodies for me is two different languages. Um, so if I can't write words, then I'll usually write melodies, which is usually how I prefer starting anyway. But sometimes the words come first. But um, yeah, so let's say I can't, nothing's coming out. I'm not saying anything. What am I talking about? I'll be like, okay, cool. Let me hum. Let me find uh, other little pockets. Or even if it's not like a melody, it would be like, okay, let me find a cadence. Let me find something. So those are usually fun as well. Um, so yeah, I always find something. And if that is not working either, I'll just go old school and I'll just write how I'm feeling. Like, just like words, no rhymes, anything. I'll just write. And then usually that would always find its way into something um a song or something like uh, off okay's odyssey baba i'm sad that was just like words in the notepad i think and then eventually it turned into uh, a song so yeah you can you can always find i, I don't believe in writer's block like let's let's put it like that mm. and um what did you want people to take from the ep um two things i wanted people like just from on a surface level when you go into it i don't need to feel like confident i want you to feel gas like i want you to feel like yeah like i can take on the day like like you you're feeling good about yourself like you know what i mean it's got the energy it's feel it's like infectious but at the same time it's on a kind of like underneath the surface um i want people to look within themselves um uh i want people to like yeah just be more introspective like with the same way that the journey was for me is the same way that it's a soundtrack for you to do that same journey for yourself where you're outside, you're enjoying everything that the world has to offer you. But as soon as you come inside with your own thoughts and your yourself, um, that's the conversation that everybody needs to have with themselves. So the same way that I had it with myself, I would like for people listening that are digging beneath the surface to do the same thing. Um, so, yeah. Those are the two things. But again, on the surface level, just enjoy yourself, have fun, like, yeah, feel confident, feel yourself, like, yeah, man. Okay, Steam, like, like that, that kind of vibe. So those are the two things I'd say. So uh, how did the project do against your expectations? Um, that's a good question, actually, because uh, I'd say it did well and it didn't do well, both. Because initially going into it, I don't know. But this is just, this is a, from an artist, artist standpoint anyway. You go into it thinking, oh yeah, this is going to be life-changing, blah, blah, blah. Which, for the most part, most of the times, it won't be. like, And that's part of the graph, that's part of the come up, that's part of the grind is you don't know which song is going to be this or which tape is going to be the one that's life-changing or is, is going gonna, is gonna to make impact like that. So because it didn't hit like that, initially I was really like taken aback. I was like, ah. Oh, I, I thought it was going to do this, but it, it didn't. Then eventually when it kind of put in perspective, like when it came around and I did the show, I said this kind of leap jumped over my expectations almost because this is like my first ever show sold out. It's people know the words. That's the main thing. That's the main, main thing. People came and they know the words. They're singing it out loud. I was like, this is what you wanted from a tape. I feel like numbers is kind of like a skewed... Um, 
like system because if for example my biggest stream song is mood but at the show that didn't go off the hardest like you would think like the song that streamed the most would go off the hardest but it didn't and it was like songs like come alive like okay steam like these ones are the ones that did really really well and you think oh but numbers wise no 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 so that's when it kind of put that back into perspective so i'd say initially it it didn't meet my expectations but eventually it it exceeded my expectations i'd say and it set that foundation sonically for like what kind of artist i am so yeah so did that sort of change your approach for when it came to looking at numbers and it came to your music yeah because again that, i've done shows before but then those are not my shows it'd be like either showcases or i'm being booked here to do this for this person or i'm doing this at an event or something like that um so that's different. That's not your actual core listeners or anything like that. So I would I would assume I just perform what I perform, like the songs that I want to perform, where at your show, you're kind of catering to your listeners and the people that support you. So I again, I assume that the songs that stream better are, are the ones that people are listening to more. Um, and are the ones that, um, but it's, it's, it's not. Like the people that, songs that people want to hear, the people want to say out loud, are the, are the songs that I want to hear and I want to say out loud. Like, okay steam i was like i have a feeling this will go off like when i made it and it did like or like my ride when i was when i was coming up with the hook i was like this would be sick if people sang along with it and people sang along with it so it's again like um moving forward i just kind of think of it like yeah it just put things in perspective if as long as the music is the is quality and is really good it will translate into shows which i feel like is the that's the only measurement of success is tickets people coming out if because you can press play on anything like me and you can there could be a song that you hate but you might be curious and you click on it that's a stream do you know what i'm saying that's completely different to somebody buying a ticket and coming out to see you or somebody listening to it over and over and dissecting the bars and that's to me is more success like when people dm me and say oh yo man this song did x y and z that's so it's it's hard but that's kind of how i view success is changing always and yeah, day to day, bro, like self-doubt, you know, it can always vary. But for the most part, consistently, I'd say um, my relationship with numbers is kind of like it's, it's, a, it's a fickle one. Yeah, I hear that. I, I do, because it's like even with this, like I've released the first few episodes, uh, first couple of episodes not long ago. And it's like, yeah, I want to look at the numbers, but I don't want to I don't want to be too fixated on them either. So it's like sometimes I'll, I'll make an effort not to see how much like um, how much the play, the downloads has gone up just because I don't want to be too focused on that. Um, I guess the most important thing is making content and then, you know, everything else would come with it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And I feel like consistency. The main one is even if the if you feel like the number, oh, yeah, man, people are not checking. I'm making this, and people is as long as you are consistent. Like the content that you're putting out is bam, 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 bam. It's good, 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 good. Eventually, if even if it takes that one person just to come across a random, like they could come across this one, and they're like, you know, I really like this conversation. That's it. You've got them just because it's quality, just because it's that. You know what I mean? And you, if you consistently do that, oh, you've got them for life. And that's just my mentality is the, the one thing that we can control is consistency. So as long as me and you both stay consistent, eventually I feel like numbers will always come around. Mm, preach. So with the EP, uh, how did the creative process differ, if at all, from when you made the, um, the Spoken Word album? 
Um, so this Pokemon one was probably harder to make, if anything, because that one was like, yeah, I think that one was that one was trickier, I'd say, um, because I think I had the words first, and then we had to find the music. Whereas, um, the for OK's Odyssey was we while he was making the music i was finding the words so we're doing it at the same time and then okay's odyssey i felt like i got more in my producer bag like not producing physically but producing in terms of arrangements and um sounds and picking which what goes where and things like that so um yeah it was like okay scene for example i pretty much had the whole song done by the time richie finished was just doing the keys do you know what i mean like just the keys and the drums um Come Alive, same thing, I think. Demon Cycle, same thing. It was like very bare when I'm putting the words together and then eventually we added uh, everything else. So I feel like that was just a more fun um, fun experience, OK's Odyssey, where the spoken word joint was more like, OK, I've got the words now. I just need the best sounding thing. Like, can you help me? It was more I had to give uh, power to somebody else, like the producers that were doing it and hope for the best whereas Richie with OK Zodity had more control which I liked um, and from Richie's side was sick as well because he kind of like he knew exactly what I wanted and we did it like that nice so your latest single Signs um, you directed the video the tune, is, the tune itself is sick by the way love man in person plus I like your carefree steeds take a trip imagination conversation getting deep baby jump on my spaceship uh, blue dream rotation uh, like we living in the matrix uh, that cheap vacation uh, playing 21 quests and it's getting too deep and we smoking on the sh so it's getting kind of pee so I said, if the rain stop and if everything is dry, would you cry? Just so I can drink the tears from your eyes. She said, look, if a rocket hit us and this house it caught a blaze, would you put me on your back and jump out window, save the day? I said, bitch, I might do it. Getting lost in the music. These times are looking bad as fuck I think I'm mad enough to tell you I've been hit by Cupid We've been smoking on the shisha Running through the trees, hit notes like Alicia Doing swift speed, swiftly, quickly Time to make you miss me Then I play with your hair while we sleep Please, 7.45 is sunny Wait me, hit my eyes See you sleeping in my shirt While people wake and go to work Then I think, think about yesterday I play it in reverse Then I think, hmm but the video you you directed that how did that come about is directing something that you've you've long had an interest in talk to me about that um this is random by the top of last year on my like goals for 2020 this is again pre-covid we didn't know covid was coming i was like yeah i want to direct i was like i was like that's just something i want to do that and i wanted to do um I wanted to direct, act, and try voice acting. And by the end of the year, I, I did all three. I did try, I did Sick. actually try all three, yeah. But the main one was directing I wanted to do. Um, and I feel like, yeah, I could do this. At the top of the year, I wasn't that confident with it. So then when lockdown came around, I just had this thing where I downloaded this app called Letterboxd, where you can just, it's kind of like you save all the films that you watch. Sometimes I watch a film and I completely forget. So you save all the films that you watch and you can leave a comment by it, like or note or whatever of um, about the film. So uh, during the first lockdown, I literally went ran through so many films like and I was just binging directors like I'll go like watch every Stanley Kubrick 
film made. I watched this. I watched Satoshi Kon, like this Japanese uh, anime filmmaker. I was like, I was just like randomly just watch sick, really, really sick directors and how they dominate their medium. Um, so then by the time we were able to go outside, I was just so charged up. I remember that summer I was, boy, I was super charged. And then um, Signs came about. I already had that um, in the stash from um, a little while before. But I was like, when I made it, I could visually, I could see so much. But then I was like, yeah, I'm going to give it to a director and he's going to do this. But by the t after I came out of lockdown, I was like, fuck a director. I'm going to do this. Like, so it was sick. Like a proper story boarded it up. Like, I'm trying to see if the book's nearby. I think it's downstairs. But I had like a notebook, a proper story boarded it up, like to the T. Like you could see like shot for shot from the storybook and the drawings into the actual thing. So it was good. Again, it didn't, obviously with everything, it didn't, it doesn't go completely to plan as in like there's certain things that I would have wanted included that didn't make it. But in the end, it still came out really, really good and people enjoyed it as just like, just like as a visual. So that is something I think I'll carry on doing. If not like co-directing, like if someone else directing, I'd, I'd be hands-on with it. So um, the same way that, um, Okay, so obviously I had, when I had a little bit more control and could express exactly what I wanted, it was more enjoyable. That's the same as videos now. Now that I have the language for it, I feel like moving forward with videos is going to be fun because I know exactly what I want and it's going to be like making music. You're listening to the Get To Know podcast. So, uh, what was uh, your favourite film that you watched during lockdown last year? Oh, that's a good question. Um, okay, be between two. It will be... Uh, actually, no, no, I'll give you the one. Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue. Is this film. It's an anime film, but... it's When you, when I tell people anime film, they think, Oh, an anime. Am I going to be watching episodes? No, 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 no. Like, it's just a film. If you're just going to like, a film... Um, and this guy, the director... Um, he did another film, Paprika, which is another one of my favourite ones I watched during lockdown. Um, and that inspired Inception, um, like, like the, the film Inception. So he's really, really good, like sick ideas. And this film itself was just like, I was like, raw, like just, he's just pushing the medium on a mad one. And it's anime, it's like film, but it's like still, yeah, it was so good. So that one there, I'd probably say is my number one that just kind of blew me away. But there were so many, there were so, so many. Um, yeah, but that's my number one, I'd say. And if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it. Cool. So, how did you find the acting and the voice acting? Um, yeah, like in school, I did like GCSE drama. So, and I feel like that was the first kind of thing that kind of got me out of my shell before I was a bit introverted. That was the first time like I could be like out out there, um, like in secondary school. So. Uh, yeah, that was kind of tapping back into that and I feel like it's a bit, a little bit like riding a bike I'd say is once I remember that part of my brain, okay now I can go back into that and I feel like it's something, the more I practice the better I'll get at it. So I did a, um, I did like some auditions for a few different things like and it went well, like some of it went well. One really really good thing came about it but in the end like I decided not to do it just for personal reasons. But um, yeah it just let me know like just from the feedback from some of the directors and things like that it just let me know like oh yeah i can actually this is something that i could pursue this is something that i could do well um and voice acting was really fun as well because that was easy that was i didn't think it'd be that easy but it was really really easy compared to actual acting because that one is just your voice and i feel like i command my voice anyway via music um 
So yeah, that was just, that, that one was, I, I thought it would be way harder than it was, but it wasn't. So um, that's something I, I could see myself dipping, dipping into as well. So it's just like, yeah, just putting myself out there again. Like after the lo first lockdown, I was so charged up with just energy that I just wanted to do as many things as possible. And I, I, I want to carry that over to, to 2021. Nice. So uh, as we discussed earlier, I know you're passionate about writing and you see yourself as a writer first and foremost. So um, have you been writing anything other than music of late? Um, no, but you have just reminded me because this weekend, I think I'm going to I'm gonna put some time aside and just write. Like I want to definitely before, like, yeah, like, like when I get to my 30s, definitely, I want to just, I want to transition into writing books. Like... Uh, that would be like even it could be simultaneously with music like as long as I, I definitely want to have two or two books minimum like in this lifetime like inshallah like that would, that's something that's a goal of mine um and yeah so i'm slowly like it's more like it's a bit more fragmented how i'm, how I'm writing towards these things it's just like a bunch of ideas and a bunch of anecdotes that are working towards something but eventually i feel like if i can get someone to, to sit down with that can help kind of help me piece everything together would be really really sick in 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 following that through but um yeah even so even like screenplays like i could see myself going into that like I'm, yeah there's so much things but again it's um it's i feel like if i can music is the one that's gonna open the doors to the rest so that's the one that's i feel like is my strongest suit right now and if it can allow me to get into other rooms and um, do other things then yeah it would be beautiful but for now it's um, yeah it's just music and possibly acting I'd say what's your favourite thing to write other than music um, I'd say just yeah like fiction either fiction or even if, if it's not fiction it would be like anecdotal writing like stories it would be like stories not I don't want to say like autobiography because it's not just like life stories just like but told in a way that's interesting, that's intriguing, that's like, you know what I mean? Thought provoking, like, so yeah, either fiction, like completely like not real, just like take you somewhere else. Kind of like, but my music already satisfies that I'd say, like that because it's, a lot of it is kind of like teleporting you somewhere else. Um, but as well, it, my music kind of does the anecdotal, uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like real life, these are real life stories. So it would be almost like an extension of my music. There'd be, I would want to write a book that's completely fiction. And I would want to write a book that's like, uh, it's non-fiction, it's like real life stories. Um, yeah, so both sides, both sides intrigue me. Um, but I'd say those, that's the main thing I do outside of um, music. And I would eventually like to start practicing doing screenplays. Uh, do you have a favorite book? Mm. <sighs> No, that's uh, uh, and I used to ha they used to hate me in uh, uni when you say to me and I'm like no because it w I don't know if it's my favorite book or if it's the one that my attention span could last <laughs> through. Do you know what I mean? As in like with like and I used to feel like that with films as well for a while up until just very recently it was like do I have a favorite film or do I have a film that just caught my attention to the point where I saw it to the end? Do you know what I mean? I, my attention span is terrible so i feel like i can't say even with films i could if you ask me what my favorite film was i couldn't tell you because i don't feel like i've seen enough 
to say this is my favorite where it's music i've listened to enough music where i can say out of all of this these are my favorite artists or these are my favorite albums i don't think i've read enough or i'm, I'm well read enough despite going to uni despite um, doing the english at uni i don't feel like where well, i can be like yeah this is my favorite but um yeah there's been, there's been a lot of books that i've liked like um i loved reading um uh, it, specifically again it'll be like in uh in in uni there's books that i like there's books that i like growing up for leisure but again i couldn't tell you i would i wouldn't want to say a favorite and same with film those are the two things that i'm like yeah you don't know you haven't you haven't watched enough you haven't read enough to to pick those yeah but music we can talk all day we can talk all day baby yeah, I was going to ask actually, but this is the perfect time. So who would you say are your top five favourites? I was going to say rappers, but I'll, I'll just broaden it out to artists. Okay, cool. That's uh, So I'll go with um, Frank Ocean, uh, Kendrick, um, and I'm going to try and keep it to within like my music generation of like what I grew up, like not before me, because obviously there's people I admire that that came out even before I was born, I'd say, but I just try and keep it to within my uh, lifetime. Um, so Kendrick, Frank, um, I'll go with Kanye West. Um, number four, I go with, uh, I put them together again, because I, I hate when people separate them too much, but Outkast um, as a duo. And then um, my number five, I'd say, I'll go Jay-Z. I'll go Jay-Z as, yeah, just somebody that's just, prolific in what he does um yeah sick and uh, where did you go uni by the way uh, i went to university of greenwich but i moved out when i moved out i lived in bow like i lived with some of my uni friends um that went to different unis um we all lived together in bow so that was quite cool as well yeah i bet so what does success look like for you um, it, that's a good question because I feel like for me it's it would be not complete freedom because I feel like in this lifetime that doesn't that doesn't exist completely. Um, but I would like some sort of freedom. By freedom, I mean flexibility in my life where I can choose to do different things that I feel to do. So if I want to do this today, I can do this today. If I want to do this, I'm somebody that I hate to be boxed into, I hate to be feel like I'm trapped or contained or um, yeah, like even even in my in my actual job now, like I can't be micromanaged. I've, and I'm I'm grateful that I'm not, but I can't be in a position where somebody's over my shoulder or whether you know what I mean. I feel like some sort of freedom is success to me, like in any regards and um that doesn't that doesn't it's not connected to money but money as you know you know it can open the doors to different things so um but it's more connected to um i feel like opportunities and so if i can be in a position where i i have the opportunity to do uh, a range of different things whether it's writing whether it's whether it's it's how many doors i can be in at the same time i feel like that's what success is to me personally and again that varies from person to person but to me it's if I can be in as many different rooms and doors as possible that I want to be in, that's success to me. Um, so yeah, and that's and that's what I'm striving towards is just trying to stimulate every different bit of me, which I feel like all of them deserve their fair shot. So whether it's music right now, whether it's writing, whether it's 
everything yeah all of them deserve their own I get all my kids all my ideas on my kids and all of them deserve you know what I'm saying a bit of limelight and a bit of um, and being shared with the world so that's success to me if I can share these ideas that brew inside of me with different people and I'm allowed to because again you know life is life so <laughs> whether you're allowed to or not this is, is different so whether if I can allow myself to be in those positions that would be beautiful and I feel like success to me and even me saying this out loud is nice because it's just a cool reminder too so appreciate you asking that love man so uh, why do you think that complete freedom isn't attainable um because i feel like it's i'm 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 not super super religious but i'm i'm still at the end of the day i'm muslim i believe in i believe in i believe in god i believe in I believe in allah like i feel like this this world here is like nothing nothing in this world like truly satisfying you know what i'm saying so and um and at the end of the day whether you what, what freedom looks like to anybody is it changes as well same spit like success like complete freedom to me might not be complete freedom to you do you know what i mean but to me um yeah what i view as complete freedom is not is not in this world like do you know what i mean so um that's just the wrong reason why i say that and yeah and the fact that nothing is truly even if you get what you think is complete freedom and you get there and you're like oh shit i finally got this it's still not do you know what i mean you could be me personally i feel like i could be a billionaire and i still won't be a hundred percent satisfied in that regard so and billionaire can you can you can you can buy freedom with with a billion pounds you know what i'm saying but you're a billion pretty day, much to yeah. Me personally, yeah 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 but to me personally i feel like it still won't give me that that satisfaction of what i feel true freedom is and that's like yeah that's that's no worries that's you ain't stressing you ain't you good and yeah this world is for me is 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 not um yeah, it hasn't got, it hasn't got everything that we need, and I feel like again that just comes back to religion to me personally. So I read that next up from you we have the Breathe It's Okay EP. Uh, any news on when we can expect that? Um, that's actually a very good question because I'd say I've moved that to the side for now, and again that's just because <laughs> we did not expect to be in a pandemic in 2020 and i felt like i had it was really really good i even say again it's it varies for people of course people have lost lives and um it's there's a lot of terrible things that happened because of covid but for me it's it just shifted my thinking so much like in terms of um nothing is guaranteed like you can plan 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 all day long but like god at the end of the day he's the he's the end all be all you know what i'm saying what he says goes so it was like I was going into it thinking, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm making this kind of music. I want to come out like this. And by the time I came out of the other side of the first lockdown, I was like, and how charged up I felt. I said, nah, I feel like I'm kind of limiting myself in terms of what that EP was going to sound like. It was, it would have been good. It would have been um, sonically and like even like lyrically would have been good. But in terms of just how high, going back to what I was saying about signs and famous earlier is just that feeling i wanted that feeling when i make music i want it to be so like like you did that like you know what i mean like only you could do that i want that like when i make something just just in general so after that when i came in when i was making that ep it was good but i was like there's other people that could do this really well as well whereas something like signs something like famous i feel like only me personally only i could do that like no no one else that's what i can offer that's my that's what's unique to me so 
that's just more what I focused on. So now, it's if anything, this the next um, project that I'm coming up with um, and currently making now is an extension of OK's Odyssey 2 and that sound and that world that I've already established. So which I feel like is me. That's that's what I sound like. Do you know what I mean? Sick, bro. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, no, love. I'll let you know as soon as soon as that's coming out. But signs will most likely be of this next project too. This is probably uh, the prelude to the project. Okay, sweet. All right, so we're gonna move on to the trivia section. Okay. For you, what I've decided, I thought I'd use artists that influenced you. So. Um, I read Kanye West, Pharrell, and Odd Future, so those are the ones that it's based on. Okay. All right, so, first question. What is Kanye West's best-selling album? Is it A, College Dropout, B, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, or C, Watch the Throne? It's not Graduation. I'm just going to say Graduation. Yeah, Graduation was second. That's only... Huh? Graduation was second. Graduation was second. Yeah. Okay. If that's the case, then I don't think what's the, what's the front sell like that. Okay, I'm gonna go. This might be a cheeky shout. I don't think what's the front sold more than college dropout. My, I'll go my beautiful doctor to see. It was actually no, but I don't think that's the right answer. It was college dropout. Was it college dropout? Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. I, just off like a uh, old residual kind of like. That's what I was thinking. I was like, nah, but that album still streams really well. Yeah, go on. <laughs> All right, next question. How many solo albums has Pharrell Williams released? Is it one, two, or three? That's cheeky, because I'm going to say one, because one was with the Neptunes. It was the Neptunes Presents, and then one is just Pharrell, I think. And yeah, the rest is the NERD stuff. So I'm going to go one. Oh, it could be two, but no, 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 no. Actually, I just tell a lie. What about the one with Happy? Oh, yeah, no, two, 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 two. Forgot about that. I, for, I forget about uh, Top Hat Pharrell. So, yeah, I got Happy. Uh, no, I'm going to go two. So, he had that in my mind, the one with Happy. No, and then he had another one, actually. No, 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 just those two. It was just those two. Yeah. I'm going All to. Right. Yeah, you saved yourself at the end. It is actually two. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Because I, I, I didn't listen to that one heavy. It's the one with Happy. It's the one with... Trying to think what other songs on that was there. I can't remember, but yeah. All right, next question. In which city did Odd Future originate? Is it A, LA, B, New York, or C, San Diego? It's LA. I'm thinking it's, I know it's California, but we'll go LA. Uh, that is correct. It was LA. All right. All right, next question. Pharrell Williams and Robin Thicke's song Blurred Lines led them to being successfully sued for copying a song made by which deceased artist? Marvin Gaye. Oh, he smashed it. Yeah, I know that. It was Marvin Gaye. All right, finally, how many Grammy Awards has Kanye West won? Is it A, 18... B, 21, or C, 23? Does he have more or less than Jay-Z? I know Jay-Z got 21 because he's made a bar by it. Um, 23 or 18? I want to say... 
I think I might go 23, you know. He might have more. But you're yeah. a producer as well. Yeah, go on. 23. Let's go. He's actually 21. Same amount as Jay-Z. Oh, okay. Oh, mad, yeah. mad. Okay, okay. Sick, sick. All right, man. Three out of five. Very respectable. Yeah, the college dropout one, that's a... I'd, I'd say that's a cheat code. That's a cheat code. <laughs> <that's>, yeah. <laughs> but that makes sense. A hundred percent. Yeah. All right, man. So, just before we go, obviously, end of the year, well, end of last year, we'd have had the Spotify, Wrapped, Apple Music uh, replay. So, who was most played artists? Um, Drake is always in and around my top five Same. because yeah he just has a the catalogue of music that he has is too strong like and it's different moods or whatever um but i'd say my number one ah is i, I can give you the five but i can't remember the order yeah ways. sure it's drake sir um knowledge um k Trinada, and what was number five it was a who was it might have been frank ocean yeah that's probably the five yeah, so it's only it's only one rapper. Drake's the only rapper, but then obviously the actual rap playlist is full of rap music. But those artists are the artists I'd say were the top five for me for twenty twenty. Mm. Yo, K. Trinada's album was sick, man, from last year. I really rated yeah, that. Yeah, I love that album. I love that album, heavy. And it was we weren't going outside, so I felt like last year it was a lot of like just playing speakers in my room. I don't. Re- before before 2020, I never used to really blast music like at, at home. Like music for me was something like I listen to in a, in a party or out when I'm doing something or in, in my friend's car. Do you know what I mean? Or like headphones. Yeah. So it was sick. It was sick. Like and that album, I banged heavy. Sir's Chasing Summer from the year before, I rinsed throughout. Um, what Drake album? Drake. What did he just release? The tapes, the dark. That, yeah. But it was really all his catalog. It was, yeah, it was really all his catalog that I streamed. And then Frank is probably just Channel Orange. <laughs> um, yeah. And then Knowledge was the 1988 album. It's just an instrumental album. But that one is just like the soundtrack to to, to the pandemic for me. If that's what the pandemic sounds like when I look back now. So, yeah. All right, man. Um, now, just want to tell the listeners where they can find you. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to stream my music you can find it on all streaming platforms it's Duale okay d-u-a-l-e-h-o-k-e um and yeah you can find my latest video as well which is directed by me on youtube signs um and yeah that's my latest single too so make sure you stream that and if you just want to kind of get familiar with my sound and me as a person um the project you should check out is okay's odyssey yeah this once you finish it, you kind of, I feel like, have a good grasp of who I am as an artist and sonically as well. So, yeah. All right, nice one. Any closing words? Um, no, I'd just say this was a pleasure, man. This was a really good conversation. I feel like it's, it's always nice when somebody does their research and is interested and is passionate about your music as much as I am. So it always makes for good conversation. And I'll be looking forward to listening to this back, same way that everyone else will be listening to it. So, yeah. Respect, bro. Appreciate that, man. Honestly, thanks a lot for coming on, man. Like I said, you know, as soon as I saw you, I, I knew I wanted to have you on. So thanks for agreeing to come on, and and yeah, great conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Nah, appreciate, it, man. All right, respect, man. All right, easy. The listening is the getting on podcast.
Okay, so that was Duale OK. Shout out to Duale, man. I really enjoyed that. Proper sick guest, good vibes, good music. And yeah, man, I'm looking forward to hearing more from him. I'll tell you what's interesting. I've started to notice like similarities between guests. So he was saying he was heavily influenced by Frank Ocean. And that was what Iman Lake said in the first episode, like his writing style. And then last week, Sean said that his uh, idea of success was him being able to just take time away from the business and it runs fine without him being there, which is exactly what Zolly said in episode four. But yeah, man, I was glad to uh, meet someone who had the same love for nostalgia alter as me. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there, but yeah, man, that's legit. One of my favorite mixtapes ever. Top three. Yeah, I'd say the other two, The Weeknd, House of Balloons, and ASAP Rocky, Live Love ASAP. Three banging mixtapes. All from the same year as well. Ten, oh, 10 years ago this year. Damn. But yeah, man, shout out Diwali, okay? Be sure to check out his music if you like what you've heard today. Yeah, man. But let me recommend a TV show for you before I go. And this one is called The Morning Show. You may have seen billboards for it, probably not recently, but when it first came out. You can find this on Apple TV. So basically, star-studded cast, so you've got Jennifer Aniston um, and Steve Corral. Now these two play um, like the hosts of like a big morning TV show in America. So basically like GMTV or Good Morning Britain, but the American version, really big show. And Steve Corral's character, he is basically like the dad of America, but he gets caught up in like a me too type scandal so it's like he's uh, being accused of numerous accounts of sexual misconduct with like colleagues and uh yeah so he gets uh, sacked from his job so it kind of just follows the aftermath so like them uh, the, the station trying to replace him and then um steve Krell's character he's trying to like well, rebuild his life again after that he's trying to get to tell his story and basically just not have his life ruined uh, also Reese Witherspoon's in it so she plays um, like a fiery journalist um, yeah so it's, um, yeah, it's a really good show man I was pretty gripped so there are 10 episodes each episode is about an hour long and yeah, like I said, it's on Apple TV. Yeah, man, check that out. But yeah, man, I'm gonna wrap it up there. Big love as always for tuning in. Honestly, it means a lot that you're coming back each week or even if it's the first time. But yeah, man, shout outs to you. Uh, make sure you're following the socials, Instagram, get to know podcast underscore 
Twitter, get to know pod. Honestly, my Twitter followers need to shoot up, bruv. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. But if you're on for Twitter, follow man up. YouTube, the new channel made. So yeah, man, just make sure you're following. Much appreciated. Shout out Larry David. Shout out Jurgen Klopp. And big up man like Wraith. Soon touch road. Safe.